welcome to help! I don't know what I'm doing! Uh, Verity and I, being sophisticated ladies, are well connected. We know people from many walks of life. But we decided to look a little closer to home and interview one of our sisters again. So here we are talking <laughs> to the lovely Olivia, who is pretty cool all-round gal. But the one thing that we want to talk about to her today specifically is the fact that she is a vegan. Dun, dun, dun. So... The usual thing about being a vegan is everyone kind of rolls their eyes and gets a bit kind of aggro. But full disclosure, I am not a vegan. I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not pescatarian. I'm not anything. Verity, you are a... Vegetarian. Vegetarian. And Olivia is a full-blown vegan. She's like the fully evolved one. This is the three (laughs) stages of humanity. (laughs) I am geek man. (laughs) And we're just going to talk about the good, bad, and the ugly of being a vegan with Olivia. So... Olivia, do you want to kick us off with uh, what are the good things about being vegan? Well, I just like by saying I've only just become vegan like this year. It was like a new year, new me kind of bullshit thing. But um, it's really good. I enjoy it a lot. I was um, veggie before that from like 16 and then now I'm 19 and I'm vegan and I'm loving it. Uh, The good things I would say is that you just generally feel healthier. So... um, you're just not eating crap all the time. Like you're not just polluting your body with all this crap. You're eating good food. You're feeling good. You're feeling lab. Um, but to be fair, good. a lot of junk food could be vegan. Like you could eat chips all the time, and that would be vegan. I would have. Well, I would happily do that. You are a chip. Yeah. I am. Happily However, I think if you're, you know, adapting your diet, you really think about what you're eating. So instead mm-hmm. of eating all this crap, you're like, hey. I could eat some kale. I could eat some spinach. Yum. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I, just, I think it. you do make a conscious choice to eat better food. Mm-hmm. Because you're already aware of what your diet is. So it's more like, it's a, I suppose if you're not allowed to eat something, then if you're like, well, I'm not going to go into Burger King because like I won't eat a burger. So you're less likely to be like, I'll just go get some chips or something. Yeah. And especially with things like sweets, how mm. they have gelatin in them, it made me stop eating like sweets in general even if they were vegan because i just think oh sweets no that's bad i can't eat that and then just make a conscious decision not to do it mm-hmm. you have to nature's good. sweet strawberries blueberries <laughs> yeah actually to be fair i have been eating vegan uh, ben and jerry's which is oh, like heaven on earth gosh oh that God. is really good stuff so good. i think it just tastes yeah. really nutty the vegan ben and jerry's like i don't I think it nuts. does Yum. mum bought our mum, who is a kind and generous benefactor of the podcast <laughs> and our lives, <laughs> she bought regular Ben and Jerry's for Tess and I because we are not vegan. And then she bought Olivia the vegan variety. And it's the same flavor. And I did a taste test. And honestly, I cannot tell the difference. Oh, wow. Maybe I need to try it again. That sounds good. Which it depends kind what, yeah, what kind did you get? Uh, I can't remember. Just whatever one we had in the house. No, was that the one I tried at yours? Oh yeah, maybe I'm thinking of the like, vegan ice cream that, that I bought. That was not Ben and Jerry's. That was some sort of oh. weird nut, nut, nut thing. <laughs> I was not that big a fan. No, but I tasted Olivia's vegan brownie one and her peanut butter and cookies one mm-hmm. and honestly couldn't tell the difference. And that's the kind of thing that I'm like, I can do that. See if it's a really quick, easy substitution. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. Yeah. Ben and Jerry's is expensive as heck anyway, so it's a luxury item. Do you know what I mean? That's how I feel about like veggie sausages. Like, Linda's 
like veggie sausages. I fucking love Linda McCartney. Linda is our Lord and Savior of the vegan and veggie community. Like, honestly, (laughs) (laughs) I love her. I prefer, like, her sausages to, like, normal, like, like, animal ones. It's, like, mad. I, like, the same, as I am, like, an actual meat eater, I don't, when I'm living independently and do not have my generous patron, my mother, to feed me, I don't buy a lot of meat because it's expensive. (laughs) And it's the same with, like, cheese and things like that. Like, those things are actually quite expensive. So I tend not to buy those things. So when I'm, like, living independently, my diet is pretty much not even pescatarian because fish is expensive, but, like, vegetarian or just I won't eat as much meat as I usually do. Mm -hmm. And I would never – I don't ever see myself being a vegan because I just don't think I can follow all of the rules consistently Mm -hmm. and I end up feeling, like, really bad because I'm, like, failing at it. But how do you guys feel about people who have, like, no hard and fast rules but they're just, like, I'm not going to eat meat every day or, like, you know, meat-free Mondays or whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah I think that's really good yeah it's just like about cutting down and just like making a conscious effort to try even just a wee bit because you know every little helps you know mm-hmm. if everyone does a wee bit it would make a big difference like I think it's very good to try yeah I think yeah like Livy said anything to cut down just like really helps um, but then sometimes I'm a bit like meat free Mondays like what's that really <laughs> you know it's just like just go meat-free, like, why don't you just, like, do one day where you, like, just eat meat, and then the rest of the time, you don't eat meat. I don't know. So, meat-eat Mondays. Yeah, I don't know, it just is, like... I wonder, though, if it's, like, baby steps, like, encouraging people, like, if you have, like, a meat-free Monday, and you obviously would not cook the same thing every Monday, it'd be like, oh, look, here's loads of delicious recipes that you can do. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of getting people used to the idea of not eating meat every day. Because that's actually quite a re- recent phenomenon. Mm-hmm. It's like the industrial farming complex, what's well, only really happened over the last 50, 60 years. Mm-hmm. And in the olden days, people didn't used to have meat every day. It was a luxury item. And then once meat became readily available, it just became normalized to eat meat every day Mm -hmm. and it's probably not very good for you because I'm not going to say like the rise of industrial farming has led to the obesity crisis (laughs) because causality and correlation are not the same thing but I think that's probably part of it the fact that we are not really used to eating so much if you look at the history of mankind we're not used to eating this much meat Mm -hmm. constantly and also like processed meat as well so I think that we kind of have to stop thinking that meat is, like, our diet is the natural, normal thing. Because mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of people say. is like, oh, you're going vegan. That's so weird. Like, okay, it's a bit different. But actually, it's probably not hugely different mm-hmm. from, you know, How we back started. in the day. Yeah. But I think the only problem with, like, the meat-free Monday situation is that because you're used to eating so much meat all the time, you won't feel the benefit of, like your body getting used to not having meat in the system Mm. because I feel like you do digest quicker and you feel a lot healthier when you're not eating meat but if you just have one day off a week then you're not going to feel that benefit and you're not going to be like oh this is actually good for you Mm. so that's kind of like a drawback if you're just doing a wee bit Mm -hmm. because meat does stay in your body for longer it does take longer to digest (laughs) this is just reminding me do you remember how it was 
Veganuary, like everyone should be vegan for January. Mm-hmm. And then it was February dairy because obviously there's this crisis of dairy farmers where the price of milk etc is so low that you can't make a profitable living of it so there was this like thing where like okay everyone's gonna go vegan for january and then we're gonna support the british dairy farmers by having <laughs> dairy. <laughs> there's so many like issues i don't know what to do <laughs> what do i do <laughs> um yeah Liv, what was the turning point for you what like made you decide that you were going to go vegan well I always wanted to be vegan like eventually it was just like veggie was a lot easier if I was living at home Mm -hmm. because like obviously it's a big strain on mum to come up with like a meal like going out buying meals Mm -hmm. for everyone else and then separate meal for me like it seems like a lot of hassle so when I moved out and I was like independent and I could choose what I wanted to buy and just like look around Mm -hmm. that was when I was like okay I'm gonna try this and obviously I was um like watching documentaries and just like getting the morals like Mm -hmm. behind it and it just really drives you to just try it and go for it because it's good I suppose a lot of people well I don't actually know what the statistics are but I suppose there is a portion of people who don't do it for any kind of moral reasons but just do it because it's like physically better for you it's just healthy way of living yeah and then there are people who are like motivated by environmental reasons and then people are motivated by like animal cruelty and then you have like the trifecta pure vegan who's like all of those I think I was watching like this interview with this like vegan baker and she said any vegan who doesn't do it for ethical reasons will never stay vegan forever because it's just like that's what is the main motivation behind it but then I don't know I went vegetarian I don't think that's true yeah well like sorry no 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 no, you what were you gonna say just like the environmental reasons I think is a huge one because Mm -hmm. we're all living on this planet Mm -hmm. and if you're gonna destroy it like that's crazy like even if you no, that's what the baker was saying the baker was saying that unless you do it for ethical reasons oh, i.e I see, I like see. the better environment of the environment like and stuff child animal cruelty even. oh wait maybe that was it <laughs> but you're right Liv. like yeah. you have to have the emotional like punch behind it yeah. i don't know i think yeah what yeah. livy my first thought was what livy thought was like the ethical reasons as in like the cruelty behind it rather than i feel like environmental all right is separate but then i don't know like i think like you're ethics do um, correlate well, with I your environment I think that ethics include environmental causes so <laughs> um <laughs> yeah I, I would also agree but um yeah I don't know it, I would say I started being vegetarian more for the environment but then I still eat like eggs and dairy and stuff like that and that's like worse um but yeah that's where I was going for it because I'm not an animal person really it's only since I became Mm. vegetarian that I've actually started caring for animals more which makes me sound like a psychopath but I'm not um I'm just like I don't know I think it's because we weren't raised around animals so I don't have like a I don't have that basic like love for them like I don't know it's only a recent thing that I've started like loving cats and like caring about the welfare of animals like before I would just like Meh. And then once I got turned vegetarian, I was like, oh no, the little piggies. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, I kind of get what you're saying there as well. Like, we weren't really raised around any animals. Mm-hmm. So it's. But at the same time, I still think, like, don't be mean to a 
living. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I would never. I'm yeah. not going yeah. to go that. The one far. animal we did have was a cannibal fish. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> R.I.P. What's <laughs> going? <laughs> well, uh, I was going to ask you something there. What about people who keep chickens just in their backyard? Is that okay? I think that's okay because it's like an animal sanctuary type thing, and they're not as long as they don't plan on like killing them. That's a lot of better. Like it's a better fate for them than living in like a like a shitty like factory farm. So it'd be okay farm. to eat your own eggs. Um, I don't know about that. I do. I think it's. I wouldn't love that but I think it's if you just want to have like a chicken hang out in your garden like I don't see anything wrong with that that's like a bit nicer for them than being killed and yes because I've also heard this argument that some vegans are against pets yeah pets uh, yeah pets are stupid you shouldn't have pets (laughs) I don't think you should have pets either not even a cat well cats I find slightly different because they can just kind of roam around and do their own thing they don't really like they're like yeah I don't need you bitch (laughs) like they're kind of boss I like Mm -hmm. them but See, like, dogs, I feel like they're really enslaved to their, like, owners, mm-hmm. and they, they're they just, like, trapped in this house, just, like, looking for attention, and, like, oh, I just think it's so sad. I really don't like it when people have dogs. Yeah, also, it's, like, like to feed the animals, you have to pretty much give them, like, cats need fish, and... Like, mm. well, you can feed them a vegan diet, but it's like cats are going to eat what they're going to eat. They're not going to, if they don't like it, they're not going to eat it. And the same with yeah. dogs. Like, dogs kind of can't really live on a vegan diet, really. So it's kind of unfair as well. I don't know. It's just. And then, this is not me playing devil's advocate. This is a genuine question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we don't keep dogs as pets, where do the dogs go? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is one of the huge, huge, like, shitty things about being vegan, though, is because people always ask you, like, like, what happens to the cows when we stop mass-producing them? And the thing is, like, they're going to die out. Yeah, they will die out. (laughs) They are, because we've created these animals. We've inbred them to fuck so that we can produce meat and milk, that they're not really animals anymore. They're just, like, food to, like, us. They're not, like... They couldn't survive on their own. It's just... It's, like, sad that we're going to lose, like, some of these so-called species, but, like, they're 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 not meant to be here. What about, like, working? Oh, I was actually supposed you don't... No, sheep, right. Wool. Mm-hmm. That's okay for vegans, isn't it? Yeah. So what about a sheepdog? <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see the these days. <laughs> that was funny. Um, I, I don't know. Because that's, like, a working dog. The dog's got a job. It's stimulated. Like, I actually okay with that, but I don't know. It's a complicated one. I don't know. I feel like... <laughs> that silence was amazing. <laughs> and I'm not doing this in a way to try and, like, poke holes it. This is genuinely me just trying to be, like, following the logic of it. Yeah. Like, if you have a cat who's, like, a mouser who, like, looks after, like, the house and makes sure there's no mice and stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like you and the cat have a reciprocal relationship. You're providing shelter. The cat has a job. Are you probably eating room and board? <laughs> it's going like, into business with this cat. Yeah, and it's the same with like um, Jack Russell's Jack Russell Terriers. Is that a name of a dog? The ones that are really good at like hunting rats, and they're like totally like like if you are a farmer and you have like a grain store and you have rats, that's a massive problem. Mm-hmm. And these dogs are like specially trained to like go and get these rats. And that means you're not using any poison. So you're not like infecting like the rest of the environment and stuff. Yeah. Like, I think job dogs, I think they're all right. Yeah. I think the issue is like 
heavily domesticated animals mm. where they just sit in the house and wait for you all day. Like and, pugs. And just, yeah, it's just really sad. Like, I don't think that's a really, mm-hmm. ha- like, a good quality of life for an animal. Yeah, it's like me, no, I think me and Livy right went to, like, a documentary screening about, like, slaughterhouses or whatever, and there was, like, a discussion afterwards. And one of the people there was just, like, talking about the pet ownership issue and, like, looking for alternatives, uh, alternative food to feed their cat, was it? And then she was like, oh, I give it fish, but it's literally the worst part of my day. Like, I just hate it. And then Livia was just yeah. like, well, then don't have a cat. Like, Yeah, I literally was like, here's an easy problem for you. Yeah. Like, what? No. <laughs> it's so silly. And then the guy even was kind of holding, biting his tongue, saying, mm-hmm. like, should you really be owning another, like, living being? Mm-hmm. Like, is that really moral? Mm-hmm. Like, he was saying about buying a hamster and it costs X amount of money and he's just like, well, this life is worth, like, I don't oh. know, 10 pounds or something. Like, I can now own this life. And it's just, like, a bit crazy to think, oh, yeah, that's my pet. But I feel like with a cat, <laughs> I just can't get past this thing. A cat's natural diet, if a cat was out in the wild, and you can have, like, cats that roam free and feed themselves, they'd be eating birds and stuff. So, surely it's okay to feed a catfish and the amount of fish that we take out of the ocean to feed the world's population of cats is surely nothing compared to if people ate fish i don't know it's kind of just like by i think it's by 2040 we're gonna have like fishless oceans because of the amount that's because we're eating the fish but if everyone was vegan Mm -hmm. but like that would never (laughs) that's not gonna happen but this is what i'm trying to understand this is what i'm trying to understand if this person has a cat if you think in their lifetime they could eat a hundred fish a cat in its lifetime would probably only eat like 50 fish so surely it's all right i don't i'm really confused yeah, i don't really understand what you're trying to say are you saying, saying that, that if we only gave fish, fish... Cat, cat, are you saying that cats don't eat that much fish in the grand scheme of things yeah okay so if we just let cats eat fish that would never happen I don't understand the point of this this is such a pointless argument no but I just don't understand why this vegan was so upset because I was like your cat is obviously it's a carnivore it's going to eat meat you're just doing because she doesn't want to like contribute to this like what's it called um what's the word the problem at large just yeah the industry of like producing fish through all this I suppose stuff. there isn't a separate catfishing industry whether well, it's the catfish but yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I was actually trying to wrap my head around I was like in my mind I was like there are boats that just catch fish for, for cats <laughs> but that's actually not what <laughs> okay moving on um, so moving on to the bad Olivia apart from people asking you dumb questions what else is bad about um, vegan well I think the bad is when you get into like a bad vegan cycle Mm -hmm. which is like if you're not feeling great and you're like okay I just want to make something quick I'll make some ramen and then you have no energy because you're not eating well and so you're making crap food again and you just kind of get into that routine which is always really bad but um I suppose it's like there's a lot of starch that you can eat yeah but that's the only thing that's kind of crummy but also just 
like having to refuse food from people mm. so like my friend at halls she really likes baking and she'd be like oh do you want this like muffin or whatever and i'd be like oh sorry no thanks and then she'd be like oh why aren't you having my baking like what's wrong with you what's wrong with me do you not think i'm a good baker i'm like well actually i'm vegan and then she'd be like oh oh right okay and it's just awkward mm. like i wish you'd be like oh thanks that's great thank you but yeah, it just makes things a little bit awkward. Yeah, I think you, you've said to fun. me before that it was like having to justify your diet to like your friends and their families and stuff like that. And they just like always make comments about it and things. Yeah, it's, it's like, fun. to be fair, meat eaters should be justifying their argument mm. for not being vegan. Because like what you said, Verity, mm. um, how your boyfriend said to you <laughs> and you said to me that there isn't, any convincing argument for people not to be vegan or like just to eat meat regularly yeah i think there's a arguments to not being vegan like class issues money stuff like that um mm, yeah you're definitely right i think there is a maybe especially if you're being like a good vegan mm-hmm. if you don't have access to fresh fruit and vegetables mm-hmm. like if you live in a food desert desert where you only have like canned and tinned and it's really hard to be a vegan or if you can't like do if you only live and you have somewhere like that doesn't have like a big supermarket so the prices are higher Mm. for other things then it's quite expensive to be a vegan yeah so do you feel like people give you a lot of beef for being vegan and you like rarely criticize someone else for like not like i see if i'm at a restaurant and i ask for a vegan menu i will get so much hate but if they ask for oh can i get a steak i will say nothing i won't say oh my gosh i can't believe you're eating a cow like holy shit you're so horrible Mm -hmm. but the amount of hate i get for not like Mm -hmm. contributing Mm -hmm. to this horrible thing like it's so unfair and it makes me just have a bit of a rubbish time Mm -hmm. when we're just supposed to be going out having a nice meal it's yeah. just a bit rubbish. I think the stereotype of vegans is that they're so aggressive and like look at your food and be like, I can't believe you're doing that. But I've actually never met a vegan that is like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we were talking about earlier how I was wondering if there was like a difference between like the opinions of younger people compared to older people's views on like veganism. But I was thinking this, like you, your pals are like weirdly judgmental about it. But, like, our mom is, like, when you decided to go vegan, she was, like, yeah, okay, like, fair. <laughs> like, the biggest thing that mom was worried about, I think, was you getting your nutritional stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. She was just, like, I think it was, like, last week, she was, like, well, I was looking up something and, you know, apparently you need to make sure you're eating lots of nuts, Sylvia, because you're missing out on this. And I'm, like, that's so sweet that she's, like, <laughs> looking stuff up, making sure I'm getting all this right. I'm, like, yeah, mom, I've got this. And she bought me some almonds. She was, like, that's where we snack. So if you're ever hungry, just have some almonds and that'll be you sorted. <laughs> it's, like, thanks, mom. I, I think mom's uh, resistance to veganism is more the fact that we're not all vegan and she's not vegan so it's having to cook another meal having to make like two meals every time but also like the fact that she's worried like that you're not getting your right nutritional stuff and I think that's a lot of a lot of people's hesitance Mm -hmm. when it comes to being vegan like how do I make this diet work yeah um can I just say a fun fact that's not really actually linked to anything but me and my pals used to go to Nando's, the famed chicken restaurant, and I would only go to Nando's with vegetarians. And because I was there with these vegetarians, 
I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to get like any chicken because that's weird. <laughs> so I would get the halloumi burger and man, oh man, that halloumi burger is boss. So the only thing I ever get in Nando's is a halloumi burger because the first time I ever went there, I went with vegetarians. Yeah, <laughs> me, and my friend, me and Maddie like went to yeah, Nando's recently. We just had like vegetarian food. It's actually really good. Like, you can go to Nando's and have a vegan meal. It's mad. That's the thing. You like, definitely can. I went for um, my friend's birthday, and it was like a group of people. And she was like, "Yeah, I want to go to Nando's for my birthday. I've never been before." And I was like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> and like, I looked at the menu, and the only thing that's actually vegan on it is like char grilled vegetables and chips. And then when I got there, I had like my shitty wee portions, and then like other people just like scranning wings and ripping like <laughs> legs off the shit, and they're just like oh sorry is this offensive and I was like no it's cool go ahead but it's just like those kind of situations where you have to go to a place where there's really no option for you to eat and you just have to sit there and just be like this isn't awkward at all isn't there an avocado salad even that's got like I don't know some sort of cheese but you could like take it you could just ask to have that taken out like you don't you could like amend your like meal to like I don't you can do that in restaurants like it's fine like if you just say oh can I have this but can you take this out they most of the time they'll be like yeah unless it's like cooked through the meal or something to be fair I would feel a bit awkward awkward going to a chicken destination and then asking for a vegan it's like going to the butchers and being like what do you have that's vegan (laughs) yeah (laughs) I don't know I don't think it's that bad like you just because your speciality is chicken doesn't mean like no I'm not saying you shouldn't do it but I'm saying my social awkwardness would make me feel awkward about asking oh i can't can't relate it's a difference <laughs> there are things which are reasonable for me to ask for which i will not so <laughs> yeah but i don't know i don't think you should feel awkward about just like amending something because it's not really that much trouble just to take something out i don't know mm. i know but it's just like asking for that and seeing in their eyes and they're like ugh, like why are you here like i'm not intentionally coming here to be a dick like I'm here for my friend's birthday mm-hmm. so that's just a kind of milk like it I don't know so that kind of I guess moves on to like the ugly of being a vegan mm-hmm. yeah the ugly is just the arguments I get in all the time mm-hmm. because sometimes you're just you're not up for the chat of like oh my gosh but what about this what about this what about hunting and all this stuff what about the cats yeah. <laughs> what about dogs with jobs <laughs> what about reciprocal cat room and board employment contract yeah it just sometimes you end up just losing your rag and you're just like okay guys I can't be bothered with this anymore and you just just it's it just gets really emotional sometimes mm-hmm. and you just I go a bit crazy I think anybody that cares about something like most of my teen years I was a very impassioned quite political person in the sense that I cared a lot about big issues and mm-hmm. most of my people in my school weren't really like that and that's not me being like oh my gosh I was so much better than them they were just like busy with the business of being a kid mm-hmm. and I had already leaped to everything in the world is like my responsibility and you know I need to be able to make and so when people would ask me questions about things they were doing it because they knew I would get like a big reaction mm-hmm. or they were playing devil's advocate or maybe they were even just genuinely interested mm. unlikely but 
For them to ask that question, there was no emotional labor involved. It wasn't taxing for them. But for me, I was, I cared a lot about these things. I have an overactive sense of empathy and I would feel so emotionally involved and it'd be exhausting having to go through these things. And I think that's probably the same thing that happens if you like constantly question someone who's vegan. Mm-hmm. If you're not and you have no steak, who's <laughs> 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 <as> vegan? <laughs> anyway if you don't have like that emotional background to that conversation it's not going to be as taxing for you so i kind of feel like if you're just gonna like ask a random vegan like go online and find people who are random vegans who actually want to you to ask them this question Mm -hmm. you know i feel like it's a lot of pressure to put on someone yeah i felt that too like i remember when i was in school and I was first discovering feminism and like left-wing politics or whatever and like being in a school where everyone was like a filthy fucking Tory and then they (laughs) they would just like come at me with all these stupid arguments and be like but they were literally just like asking me about it because they knew I'd get angry and they were like oh yeah but it's just like funny I just like winding you up and it's just like why is that funny? <laughs> I don't know. It's just yeah, like... exactly. Like, actually, this is taking a lot out of me and you're not getting... It's not an equal exchange because you don't actually have the same... Because it is an emotional topic. Like, if you care about the environment and the fact that our planet is going totally peaked on, mm-hmm. then you are going to be emotionally invested in it. If you care about animal welfare, you're going to be emotionally invested mm-hmm. in the fact that, you know, people are cruel to animals. Um so I think, yeah, it's kind of unfair when yeah. you have these debates because it's so unequal yeah. about the energy that people are putting in. Uh, even when people ask me about, like, vegetarianism, and it's like, they just sort of casually asking me about it because they're interested, but it's like, I don't often want to talk about it because I do get quite emotional about it because it mm. is, for me, I just think about, like, it's going to sound very, very hippy-dippy, but, I like, how beautiful our earth is and how we're just, like, just destroying it every single day and it could just be, like there's just such an easy solution to helping it and I don't know I just get like very worked up and I just think about like the animal cruelty and how unnecessary it is and then I don't want to act like I'm preaching to them or like Mm. making them feel like it's in a personal attack but like sometimes it's hard to talk about it rationally without getting like to know a bit and the thing is like I have become more open to veganism because of Livy mm-hmm. and Livy's really kind of like not super chill as in like she doesn't talk about it <laughs> like you do talk about yeah. like the reasons why you're doing it but I've become more open to it as well because like I've experienced like the cooking and stuff and like I really like cooking and I really like baking mm-hmm. and it's exciting for me to think about like oh I'm gonna you know try this kind of thing like when me and Liv are living together next year mum got this book which is called virtually vegan <laughs> so it's vegan meals but you can add like a twist on it to for people who aren't vegan oh. which instead of the usual thing of like here's a regular meat-eating meal and let's take out everything and then you've got a tomato sauce and now it's vegan yeah <laughs> but I thought well that's quite nice like an entry-level thing mm-hmm. like here's a tasty meal if you want you can add this as well but it's not necessary right and like I said I can't actually get over these vegan brownies that Olivia made they were so good they were so good they were deli- and not even delicious. like oh they were so nice for vegan brownies mm-hmm. they were just nice brownies full stop yeah I really want to try exclamation them. mark oh man they're really really good they're really really good um is there anything else that you kind of think gets into like the ugly um i don't think so it's just other people's opinions Mm. that really get me down sometimes Mm -hmm. and like how ugly i get in like heated conversations 
um, and just like the constant thing of just having to justify yourself is just not fun mm-hmm. the yeah. only thing I would kind of like say to that is it is because you're genuinely in the right <laughs> like for the people that you were talking about and your friends all of these people could become vegan it's not necessary like do you know what I mean like it's not that difficult for people who are living independently who have like a secure income to live like a vegan lifestyle mm-hmm. and I think especially from young people even if they can't actually it comes from guilt of not being able to do what they see is the right thing mm-hmm. like we all know that veganism is actually the way in which we can really make a huge impact on the world and some people just either can't or won't or there's a mixture of it mm-hmm. and that kind of leads you to feel like guilty and resentful and then defensive and that's why it happens totally I think also not only just like they feel guilty but they also feel like I'm judging them for mm-hmm. not being vegan mm-hmm. when I don't I don't judge at all like I'm quite a chill person and I don't go out and say like oh do this do this like if someone asks me I'll be like yeah well blah 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 mm-hmm. try and like educate spread the word but I think it's just people need to get over the judgment and stuff mm. and then be more open to a conversation not just be like well I'm a meat eater so I'm not going to see your point of view mm-hmm. just be open and listen and try and educate yourself as our mum often says don't ask a question unless you want the answer <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of you know it's the same kind of thing like if oh I've actually totally forgot what my point is never mind basically <laughs> If you ask the question, you're going to get an honest answer. And the problem with the vegan thing is there are very few arguments that can be used against it. Mm -hmm. I totally as well, like, I do think that it is a class problem and it is, you know, um, an economic decision that, Mm -hmm. you know, not everybody can make fair play. Mm -hmm. And also people are like, oh, we shouldn't, you know, like they look at like um, less economically developed countries like all these people should be vegan you're like i think we maybe need to look at making sure everyone gets fed before we start you know the vegan agenda (laughs) and like also i never really see myself being someone who's going to be fully vegan i kind of see myself as someone who's probably just eats less meat Mm -hmm. and dairy yeah and i think that's a good thing to aim for as Mm -hmm. well yeah i think the one of the like uglier problems with veganism is like certain vegans who think they're just like a great like unproblematic person just because they Mm. don't eat animal products but then they'll still continue to buy fast fashion and do all this stuff but like sort of put people down for not being vegan whilst they still don't live the most sustainable lifestyle in the world and they are not perfect you know it's like no one is better than anyone just because you don't yeah partake it's just like it's just a good thing to do it is the right thing to do but at the same time it doesn't make you like a perfect morally better yeah morally better i don't know it's It's the same kind of thing like in the lgbt community lgbtqia um there'll be like especially in groups that i've been in as well there'll be things where like the cis gay men think that they can't be misogynistic yeah or if they're like straight gay men they think they can't be racist because they've experienced this form of oppression and this kind of disadvantage in society they think that means that oh they can't act. and the same with like women as well like mm-hmm. i just chose that example um you know just because you do this one thing doesn't mean you're exempt from all this other stuff totally. you know right well shall we move on to our shining light segment 
of the yes. episode. Uh, Do you remember at the beginning of the podcast we took like five minutes and I was like, oh, you better think of one because blah, 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 blah. And I spent all that time telling you what to do, but I didn't actually think of one. I know. This is a bit, this is a bit bad because I'm not going to lie, guys. June has been a bit of a shit show of a month for me. Yeah. <laughs> Health-wise, not being great. So um, I was like digging deep for a, for a uh, what's it called? Shining light. But I will say, um, like, what was it my mom said? She was just like, oh, yeah, when you you experience like a bit of a, like a weird health moment you like sort of figure out who your true friends are type thing um mm. and I think that is true like um my flatmate was really sweet when I was like rushed into hospital he like packed a bag of like nice sweets and like clothes and gave me a wee scratch card <laughs> and like all this like random stuff. <laughs> Did he stuff. not pack you sanitary products yeah, as sanitary well? Yeah, sanitary pads and stuff like that. I just think that's so like what a clever cookie. Well done. <laughs> and just like all this nice stuff and it was just like yeah it was just he was just great about the whole thing. It was just like looking after me and then my friend Lila was meant to visit me the day I was like rushed into hospital and like it was like the next the day after I had my surgery she had to get her flight home but she still like visited me in hospital in the morning and like hug out with me even if it was just I know even if it was just for like 20 minutes it was just like the whole thing was like a very um like scary thing for me because I was sort of like alone the whole time so it was just like nice to see like a friendly face even though she like was on a such a tight schedule but she still managed to come see me which was very nice so that was like my shining light, I suppose. That's pretty good. Olivia, do you have a shining light? Um, well, I actually managed to drive a car, like, yesterday. Someone, like, trusted me enough to get in their car and drive around a car park. What was that like? It was terrifying, but fun. Um, well, because it was, like, right next to a river, I had this <laughs> urge to just, like, swerve down and, like, crash through the <laughs> But I resisted it. Mm-hmm. I drove. It was good. It was fun. Did you make- I had a dream last night that you did drive. And then when this morning you told me that, I was like, wow, I'm, like, prophetic. Or <laughs> not even prophetic, but, like... What's past prophetic? I can see the past. That's just what? <laughs> Are you okay? That's the most boring dream ever. All of my dreams are boring. I had a dream that I reorganized the dishwasher and I was really annoyed when I came down in the morning and I was like, oh, this is a really badly organized dishwasher. I'll do it all over again. Wow. Oh, that is a true burden on me. The fact that no one in this house knows how to correctly. Okay, boring. Tell us your shining light. Uh, it was the support I received when I said a really boring story. <laughs> everyone just kind of went with it. They lifted me up. They like respected that maybe I was scrambling, and they decided, you know, we're just gonna go with it. And it was really nice, and I felt so loved and so supportive. That's what we're here for. Yeah. So thanks for that, guys. True friends, true sisters. Love you lots. Um, what was my shining light? Um, well, I've been on a couple of school trips with the kids recently, and we explored nature together, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. And one of the kids drew a jellyfish in the sand. I gave it a smiley face, and it was adorable. I <laughs> um, just general joy of exploration. We went rock pooling, and we found a crab, and they were just so excited, and just had such a great time, and just made me really thankful that we live somewhere where there's so much like natural beauty and made me feel happy that I was part of an organization which let kids explore that natural beauty and you know have fun and 
I just think outdoor education is so important. Like kids need a chance to be kids and to run around and make noise and investigate and be curious. And I just think it's great when they can actually do that. So that was really nice. Oh, that's cute. That's nice shining light. And also we did this thing about fossils and the like ranger was we went to Aaron and they were talking about fossils and the ranger showed up this picture of fossilized poo and the kids (laughs) like oh couldn't handle it they were just laughing so much and I meanwhile was being like oh I can't believe it this is the rudest thing I've ever seen and all the kids are like oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) so that was fun Oh, that's nice. Well, Livy, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It was so cool hearing your vegan plant queen wisdom. Um, Glad to be here. Thanks for the invite, guys. Love it. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, now we need to have Cord, Cordelia, I mean, Cordelia, Felicity, and that's it. Yeah, then we'll have all the, the sisters on the podcast. Maybe we should do our mother. That would be funny. Mum would never the come good, on the bad, podcast. The good, bad, the ugly of having children. <laughs> and she'd be like, oh boy, I have to do a good segment. <laughs> <laughs> no, she wouldn't. Uh, no, she uh, wouldn't. Jokes, jokes, jokes. Okay, okay. Right, we will... Whenever. Well, oh, before we go, yeah. the usual plea. Please, please give us some suggestions for things to talk about mm-hmm. because we're running out of relatives. And, <laughs> like genuinely, if Olivia wasn't here right now in this serendipitous moment, I don't know what we would have talked about. So please give us some suggestions. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. And our usual thing of, I hope you have a good week. And even if you don't, I hope that the next week is easier and you remember that you're an important and valid person and just a lot of love and just like good vibes being sent out to you from us. And it's okay if you don't know what you're doing because no one does. Just try your best, you know? Cool. Right. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.